Hi, and welcome to the 13th episode of Breaking Free Podcast, a body, mind, spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Seitz, and I'm excited to talk to you today about source and intention. Before I do that, just a little housekeeping. Um, one of the things I just like to mention, if you're new to this podcast, is you know go ahead and join it on iTunes or on um you know, Spotify. It's helpful if you join it. I do not post every single new episode to Homeland Link. I know many of you follow it there, um, but I do try to periodically, you know, send out uh, information. I might with this one that there's a new one. Uh, we, there's just enough information coming on that site for other things. Uh, for instance, we have a women's retreat coming up November 16th in Mount Dora, Florida. Um, actually, some of the concepts I'm going to teach today, I'm going to go into uh, greater depth in that conference. Uh, so if you find that this podcast is interesting to you, um, look that up. If you don't live in Florida and that's super far for you, still go ahead and put your email in at Whole Women Link. Join the podcast because these two mediums, I will be announcing future conferences. We're going to have a West Coast conference and we're going to be announcing something called mini conferences coming up in the future. So if there's something you're interested in, if you want to meet together and gather with other women uh, in wholeness and with the common intention, which we're going to talk about today, um, I hope you'll join us at this community because that is the purpose of Whole Women Link, to connect with each other in a common intention to move towards wholeness and to connect with our higher purpose and our higher selves. And so I just, I'm excited about what's coming. It's been interesting for me at the beginning of this year. Um, my higher power planted me in an intention to explore new mediums. Now, I was a little afraid of that, honestly. What do you mean, new mediums? And I launched a podcast this year. I, we're, we're doing um, you know, seminars. You know, There's these new things that are coming, and I can see how it helps meet women where they're at in their lives right now. It's hard. I'm a professional counselor with a private practice, and it is hard for people to get into an office and meet for an hour. That model is great for some, but it certainly doesn't work for all. So Zoom groups and podcasts and you know, there's other ways now for people to connect um, authentically and effectively. And so stay tuned. Uh, we're aware of that at Whole Woman Link, and I'm aware of that here at this podcast, and more of those things are coming your way. All right. Today, I'm going to talk about source and intention matters, but I just want to start a little bit with a little background, because some of you are not familiar with mindfulness concepts, and so I want to start as if you're not aware of them. For those of you that are, this might be a little bit of review from past podcasts for me. But what first thing you need to understand is that we're not our thoughts, feelings, emotions, but rather we're the eternal calm, intelligent center that wisely, and, and, and this is going to sound interesting because I believe in passion, right, but dispassionately observes these morphine thoughts and emotions. We want to learn back and let's step back and, and just observe ourselves and say, it is what it is. This is kind of the center of mindfulness practices. It doesn't mean that we don't want to make judgments, right, eventually, or make uh, a call on you know how we're going to respond to thoughts, feelings, and emotions. But what we've noticed in mindfulness practices, and I often you know start with this with people in therapy, is that when you're stuck in a low-level thought, when you're stuck in a low-level emotion, you respond effectively. You're in the load of your brain. You're disconnected from your higher power thinking. You're connected, for, disconnected from creativity. Um, you're in this kind of low. Um, Really, it's an older part of our brain, our animalistic, fear-based response brain. And any decisions made in that part of your brain are not going to serve your highest good. <laughs> um, so this is why it's really important to step back, breathe, kind of calm our body-mind, and learn how to 
reconnect with our higher brain. Um, that's something I often teach people when I teach mindfulness concepts. So know that there is a center to you, right? We're trying to calm the body mind, not because we don't want to take all of our learning, but people will think that the thoughts on their mind are the, is who they are. And But I, there's a great mixture there, right? There's both positive experience and painful learning. You know, there's, there's um, lack of learning, lack of integration. Most people who have trauma, and I would say everyone's exposed to trauma on some level, whether it's a big T trauma, you know, like a car accident, abuse, or little T's, you know, just things that people said to you that weren't true, shame, um, you know, unmet needs, right? These types of little T traumas that kind of add up and steal from us uh, a true concept of ourself, steal from us our sense of worthiness and connection and uh, move us into fear, right? Uh, and shame, kind of based responses. So what we're talking about on some level is something called the ego mind, all right? So the ego mind, which I've talked about before, is a place kind of that all this is recorded, right? It's our visual images, learnings, beliefs, all this memory is recorded. And 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 really that memory is not fully integrated, right? We what I often do with people when I do neurolinguistic programming work is I help them kind of tease out, like, what is the parts of this that's true for you, right? That's your truth that you want to take forward. And one of it is, you know, needs to be recycled. Maybe it needs to be let go of now, right? Maybe you were told as a young child that you, you didn't get to have a voice. And so you're still not speaking, you know, at this time in your life because you believe it's not safe to speak up, right? There's things like that that happen to us as children that maybe we're still operating out of that belief. Our ego mind's telling us, hey, the only way to be safe is to not speak or to not move or act, you know, to not advocate for self, you know, things like this. This is all stored on that ego mind. The other thing that's in the ego mind, which kind of has this false learning, you know, it's just kind of the recording of all our shame, um, things that tell us that we're not worthy of acceptance, love, that there's no security or safety, right? And this part of our mind doesn't allow us to enact our heart's desire. It kind of gets in the way of that. So part of what we do in mindfulness is we learn to identify when we're in our mind, ego mind and when we're in our true self. Remember that part that's wise, intelligent, compassionate, full of love? People have given mindfulness a bad rap. I just saw a Psychology Today uh, article come up where, you know, they're fighting this in schools because they're connecting it to religious practices. And I'm hoping at the end of this podcast, you'll understand why I'm so passionate about mindfulness practices for all people of all affiliations, because it's really, it's really a tool. It's a transformative tool for you to connect to and to choose for yourself, your affiliation, your heart's desire, and to be able to enact that, right? So it's not taking away religion. It's refining it for everyone. It's, it's so awesome to see it. It's refining your ability to choose. People can approach it from a way of like not connecting with affiliation, but that's the part of source that we're going to talk about today. We want to have intention and affiliate with source. And those two things together really do matter. I know there are ways people can approach this where they like make it their God, so to speak, but that's not how I would say 95% of people who I know practice mindfulness. Um, I know many people, uh, particularly my Christian clients, sometimes will struggle with the concept because of its original origin in Buddhism. And I help them understand that like this is really a pathway, a skill set to more deeply connect with God's source for them and to really feel connected to and be able to enact um, 
the things that they believe deeply. So hopefully that will come as we talk today. All right. Um, one of the things that we do uh, when we practice mindfulness is um, we're, we're, we're wanting to protect from a sense of of overwhelm, right? We have this part of our brain, right? That ego mind that wants to protect from overwhelm. So it, it freezes us. It causes us to flee, fight, project. Uh, I saw a study recently that said 90% of our struggles with other people are our own projections. Wow. That was powerful for me. We're taking our fear, right? And we're placing it on the situation in our lens. And then we're not able to move from truth, right? We're paralyzed, right? Maybe we're assuming things in others. We're, we're kind of hooking it in them too. If I believe somebody is fearful or unkind or whatever, I'm going to get what I'm looking for. Like I'm going to see that. I'm going to look for that. And that's when I'm going to invite actually from others. The power of intention is actually a real thing. Some people call it the law of attraction. I don't think it's so easily said is like we attract. I think, again, it's how we view the world. Uh, so we, what we're looking for is what we're finding. We also, we know this, we send off energy. We send off subliminal messaging and body language um, and how we interact with others. And so people, our insecurity is responding with their insecurity and then people are responding and confirming our beliefs. You know, uh, I see this a lot with teenagers. I've seen it with mine, you know, oh, people are rejecting me. They don't like me. So they go out in a rejecting manner and then people feel rejected by them. They reject them back and well, their belief is confirmed, right? So that's kind of what happens to us. We have this automatic response system, this smoke alarm of the brain, this lower brain um, that kind of operates out of false learning, telling us that we're in danger. And the question is, are we in danger now? Right? Maybe we're acting out of something that's not in our current present state. And mindfulness is all about stepping into the present moment and really being able to uh, be present and enact the things that we want to now, to unhook ourselves from the past. All right. Um, so these are tools. It's a meeting ability to choose out of our heart's desire with greater effect, uh, efficacy. Um, one more piece here. So one of the things I want to talk about is our God-given ability to choose. I thought about, you know, being very, uh, you know, forthcoming, you know, maybe in how I, my source and my higher power in this podcast, but I felt like it's really important to teach you principles here and I'll, I'll get at why as this podcast moves along, because I think it's so important that we all choose for ourselves. Learning that comes from making choices is such a huge part of life, right? A part of growth. Um, so in this podcast, we'll discuss the importance of having what I call intention, choosing what you want to pay attention to on purpose, right? Um, and the importance of being selected with affiliations or source, okay? So what we want to do is be able to choose on purpose what we're focusing on, be able to let go of things that we don't want to be focusing on now that maybe have come in because of past painful learning, and choose the source of affiliation that we want to connect with in this mindful, intentional learning, right? We want to, our affiliation matters. And I want people to be able to more skillfully choose those things. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. All right, I want to get out just kind of a fun story because I think this really gets at it. One of my favorite characters is the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> I actually dressed up as a Cheshire Cat in college. We had to all act, be something in from Alice in Wonderland. I'm like, I have to be the Cheshire Cat. And I laugh now thinking about this podcast because... Of course, of course, 
the Cheshire Cat is kind of the separate wisdom speaker in Alice's Adventure in Wonderland. You know, you think, okay, he's a little crazy, but he's the one that's speaking wisdom in the madness. And let's hear some of his quotes. Those are pretty awesome. If you don't know where you want to go, then it doesn't matter which path you take. I'm not crazy. My reality is just different than yours. <laughs> I like that one a lot. We're going to talk about this one later. You can't judge a fish by the hook in its mouth. And the one that we're going to talk about the most right now is, is Alice's experience with the Cheshire Cat, when she says, and this is from the book, Alice asks the Cheshire Cat who was sitting in a tree, what road do I take? The cat asks, where do you want to go? I don't know, answers Alice. Then, said the cat, it really doesn't matter, does it? If you don't know where you want to go, if you don't have a central intention, then you are just, I often say this in therapy work, um, it's mentioned in seminars, it's like throwing bologna at a wall and hoping it sticks, right? When we get up in the morning and we don't have an intention, then we go anywhere and everywhere. And typically where we go is our autopilot, right? Whatever, wherever we've always gone. And that may not be in our best interest, right? So we want to learn how to have a skill, which I call clarifying, setting, and reaffirming an intention. What is an intention, right? That's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, what it's, it's kind of like a goal. I'm going to take this from a book called The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, The Book of Joy. It is a cool book. If you haven't read it, it's, it's a conversation between two very different religious people and then a scientist, so to speak. So it's the Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu, who is the Archbishop of South Africa. He's a Catholic. And then you have um, Douglas Abrams, who was a reporter. And they talked about how these people came together from their Christian slash Buddhist beliefs and really understood and have this whole concept of joy. If you've not read it, it is fabulous. But this is what they say at the end of the book, and I really love it. Our deepest desires usually lie beyond our temporary wishes and wants. They're likely to involve living with profound human values that lead to our greatest happiness, calling us back to our place within the fabric of life. And this is the Dalai Lama speaking. And the Dalai Lama has a simple way of testing our intentions. He says, it is just, it is just for me is it just for me or for others, for the benefit of a few or for many, for now or for the future? This is a litmus test that we can help us guide us toward what we truly wish. So what I'm going to have you ask for your, yourself is right now, what is, and take a moment on this, what is your deepest desire? What is your heart's desire? And is the life you're living lining up with that intention? Right? I think sometimes, and that's where mindfulness comes in, we don't do that. If we don't get up in the morning and say, I intend my day to be focused on practicing loving kindness or, um, you know, living from joy, you know, or whatever it is, uh, then we're just kind of running through the day on autopilot. And if you like your autopilot, then you go ahead and do that. But what I have found is that my autopilot, again, is based out of that fearful experience and it's not my friend. Intention matters, right? Our deepest desire is the seat of our intention, and we want to learn to operate out of the seat of our intention and let it, it basically hone and refine our other intentions. I have found that I have many good intentions, and I have recorded this podcast. This is, I think, the seventh recording because I just wasn't getting this message right, and today it just finally felt like it clicked. But I realized that like, I, while I understood the concept, I wasn't practicing it, you know, and oftentimes as it is, as I'm learning something, 
you know, I'm the, I'm learning more than anyone else I'm teaching. And I felt like my highest power was like, you're not getting it back to the drawing board. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. And this morning I finally was realizing it's like my greatest intention is living joy within my family is having deep connections with people that I love and really centrally, like within my family unit, right. And moving out from there. And I was realizing that while I love some of these other things I'm doing, they're not, might be my time and how it was being utilized or my daily thoughts wasn't fully connected to my highest intention. And I would need to let my highest intention, like I said, manage all the others. If we don't know where we really want to go, then we can take many different paths, right? All right. So we are going to look at, uh, I'd actually like to use another story here because I think it will be helpful. Has anyone seen, I'm like, really, who hasn't seen it, right? The Greatest Showman. I have an eight-year-old daughter and we listen to The Greatest Showman a lot around here. <laughs> so I get a lot of learning from this movie. Uh, and we wanted, she wanted to watch it again last night. So as I'm like thinking about this podcast, I realized that everything that I've been studying was right in front of me in this character. And I had to kind of laugh. P.T. Barnum, played by Hugh Jackman, is a classic example of someone who started with an intention, but maybe that intention wasn't. Uh, it started with the intention of, you know, doing something for his family, building something, but it was, is some of that intention was connected to his ego, right? His need to feel important, his need to arrive socially. And by the end of the movie, you see him realizing that the lights and the politicians, and he talks about all these things that distracted him, that what was right there in front of him was his family, was his highest intention, right? Was his heart's desire that he really had everything he had ever needed. And it was right there. And then all these other things were just secondary to that, right? And so we have to ask ourselves, what are we practicing? You know, maybe we're accomplishing good things in our life. We're building, we're climbing up that career ladder. We're, um, we're, we're maybe we're developing a healthy body, right? But is that going to lead to your highest joy? Is, is that going to be the thing that at the end of your life, you're like, yeah, because I had a six pack or because I got that promotion at work, now I'm, I've arrived, right? Like that is the purpose of my life. And I think most of us realize when we kind of play that end game, whether our, our current intentions are aligning with that, right? So this is about like stepping back and really asking that question. What am I practicing? Is, is that leading to my joy? And if not, learning how to do something what I call return and release. All of us lose attention. Uh, that's part of our learning process here, right? thoughts and emotions and priorities get confused. We just notice that and then remove and then return and release. You know, some of us get stuck in feeling bad about that. But again, that's just focusing more on that old story. It's important to notice it, clear it up in any way if you need to with the people you love, your higher power, and then just return and release back because you want to get right on that path of heading where you really want to go. And that brings me to the last part of this podcast that I really want to talk with you about. And that's Source Matters. Not all sources are the same. You know, not all sources we affiliate with have the power to take us where we want to go or even head in the direction of our heart's desire, right? P.T. Barnum realized that while, you know, some of these sources and people connected with had, there was some excitement, it really, it really didn't, they weren't really going where he wanted to go. They didn't have the capacity to bring him true joy. Again, like we've talked about, part of life is refining source as we experiment on truth that we currently hold and see what comes of it, right? 
Um, I feel like just like the quote that I read you about don't judge a fish by a hook in its mouth. Some of you right now may be descending a little bit. I find that right before great transformation happens, there's a lot of dissension. <laughs> I know that for me, I have to kind of hit bottom with something and realize that it's not bringing me joy, that that pathway, that behavior, that mindset, that motion needs to be released. And then I have to reach for a bridge. I find that source is like that bridge. You know, I, I'm in a current level of development and I need to get to a higher plane, but I can't take myself to some place of development that I've never gone, right? I can't bring myself to wisdom that I don't currently possess. You know, I need a bridge. That bridge can be people that are brought into our lives, but I think ultimately it's wonderful when you have that concept of higher power governing and overseeing this process of transformation for you um, and affiliating with that source through mindful practices more and more uh, deeply. I've found that I'm able to ask for things that I stand in need of and they show up for me. I see them in my life. Why? Because I'm intending it. Intention matters and I'm focusing on it and I'm looking for it to show up and then it does, right? I, you know, that's kind of that process of faith. Um, one of my life scriptures I'll share with you, uh, you know, I have Christian faith is in Isaiah 61 and really the whole chapter is kind of my life's intention. I, I don't always, like I said, have that full intention there, but I love where it talks about trees. If you look at the logo for Summerside's Counseling, it's a tree <laughs> and there's a little dove flying off the tree. I'll have to tell you later about why that is, but I, I love symbols. I think they mean a lot. And for me, trees are super symbolic. You know, they start in a seed. That seed has to break down and then it starts to grow. That's like us. And then it grows into something. At first, it's like a little sapling, right? It's weak. It needs to be supported. Eventually, it can grow into a very strong trunk and develop lots of fruit. I think we're kind of like trees. In this particular chapter, in verse 3 of 61, it says, trees planted of the Lord. Right? I feel like when we're planted in whatever your uh, higher power is, when we're planted of that power, there's strength in that. Um their strength to overcome. In that same chapter, talks beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise for a spirit of heaviness. It's such a beautiful chapter. If you are a Christian, you might look at it. And even if you're not, I think there's a lot to learn from the poetry of Isaiah. Um, just a really cool way of talking about transformation. But really, joy is found in that transformation for me. You know, making others happy, um, relieving suffering. Uh, that to me. I feel like, you know, that's that's that source, that's that power that I'm looking for. And I think that's for most people. I think most people find that uh, selfishness or self-centeredness, which is something that mindfulness helps you move out of, isn't the source of joy. It's when we connect with ourselves and then fully connect with others that we really find joy. Um, so I encourage you to explore that, explore that concept. Being mindful or conscious living is connecting to our power, power source. And that's really key to joyful living. I want to make sure that's clear. As you're connecting with source, like uh, let's just talk about some fundamentals to be thinking about. Because I do want you to be judicious in that and to make sure you're connecting to a source that you believe can deliver, has the power to deliver you to the place that you want to go and is headed in the direction that you want to go. Those are two really important concepts to look at. Not Because like I said, not all sources are the same. I want to end just with another little story um, that taught me a little bit about source this week as I was preparing for this podcast. It's a sushi experiment that happened in New York City, and they tested 
there was four restaurants and 10 supermarkets and they all got sushi. Someone did DNA testing. They were two students. I think they were seniors. And they realized that the, 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 these fish that were either to be high quality fish weren't that, or they were not supposed to be an endangered species. And they were endangered species were being sold to people and mismarked. Now the restaurants, the four restaurants and the 10 stores had no idea. They really thought that what they were selling was what they were selling. Their issue was with the source. So I think this is a really important lesson for you as you're thinking about source. Be careful from the package, right? It may come in a fancy restaurant or be at a reputable store, but it's still very important. And this is where mindfulness comes in that you go inside and you check in with that inner guidance system, right? Does it feel peaceful in the mind body? One of the reasons why we have pain in the body-mind is to let us know when we're out of alignment with our true and highest self. That's the coolest part about the body-mind. When there's dissonance, that's key. Look for that dissonance. As that dissonance shows up for you, be curious about it. It could be because you're fighting with an old tape, like an old automatic pilot that's not for you. Or it could be that spirit saying, hey, this is, you know, alert. This isn't for us. This isn't going the way we're, the direction we're wanting to go, right? It doesn't have the power to get us there honor that ability that you have to choose for yourself. Uh, the other thing you want to look for, again, because there's so many counterfeits, and that's what we're talking about is this, these counterfeit sources, um, is that you don't want to judge a book by its package. Sometimes the humblest sources are the very best ones. I've seen people who are life coaches that maybe don't have the type of training that I do do some really good work. Um, if you feel led to someone and that's your source, but just be sure, you know, they may not be able to deliver what they say they're able to deliver. And I think that's an important thing for you to study out for yourself, but they may be able to. Um, I think when a source uh, that you're ascribing to doesn't honor your God-given ability to choose for yourself or to govern yourself with principles, that's also something to be alerted to. I've had many people tell me when they've gotten kind of off track that, they were just letting someone tell them what to do with their lives. Um, one of the things I really try to do as a counselor, and of course, I'm not perfect either, is I try to teach principles and allow people to govern themselves. I, I really think that, I, you know, how do I know their greatest heart's desires? How do I know their unique God-given path? You know, they may look like they're off track to me. They may look like they have that hook in their mouth, like that fish, right? The Cheshire cut talked about. But perhaps that process they're on is exactly the process they need to be on. And so for me, it's just about helping them observe that and look at that and really make a choice from that peaceful place and within them. Wisdom, you guys, comes from painful experience. We must be allowed to fall down and then get up again. We need to not push each other down when we're falling. Maybe that person is just about to have their greatest transformation. Maybe they're descending right now, learning how to live consciously so that they can ascend and overcome that thing that has been pushing them around, right? I want you to ask yourself at the end of this podcast, just as, as you take the source and intention matter concept moving forward, what are you practicing? Is this in alignment with your heart's true desire? If it's not, just turn away from it. Don't spend too much time worrying about it and creating a story around it. You learn that in mindfulness as well. That just keeps you hooked. Just return and release. Reaffirm your intention. Reaffirm your highest affiliation with source. Let go of sources that are lower for you. That may be people, that may be behaviors, that may be emotions. Uh, move towards higher and higher sources. We have to be allowed to learn. We learn by doing, right? We all need a bridge. We all need a bridge that helps us get somewhere. I hope that you have intentions and you live intentionally. And I also, you intentionally connect with a higher power source because that's that bridge that helps you ac accomplish your intentions. 
that's my podcast for today. I hope that it helps someone out there who is seeking to live intentionally and overcome and transform. And I hope that you can do it with greater effectiveness. If you want to learn more about um, the mindful path, uh, the, 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 the growth path that I'm teaching about, I will be teaching a class at the conference um, in Mount Dora all about this. The And I will also be, like I said, uh, continue speaking about it on podcast as well as other uh, events coming up. So just stay tuned and, you know, look into mindfulness, look into it. But it, like I said, it all starts with just asking yourself, what am I practicing? Setting an intention, reaffirming that intention, noticing when you're off track. Every one of you can do that right now. I already had that class and I hope that you'll continue to do so. Talk to you soon.